But again, that's why you got to make sure you're putting your best foot forward. If you haven't touched your listing since the day you went live, yeah, you probably are going to fall down the rankings. Keep working on it. Welcome to the Michigan Short-Term Rentals Podcast, the show about buying, optimizing, and managing short-term rentals in the state of Michigan. Get insights and recommendations from vacation rental operators to help take your property to the next level. Are you ready to profit from your short-term rental? Let's get started. Welcome to the Michigan Short-Term Rentals Podcast. My name is Tony Stancato here with my co-host, Jordan Painter. What's up, man? What's up? We got a go co-host today. I got my son Isaiah in the car with me driving down to uh, Southwest Michigan to look at some properties that we're, we're potentially going to sell and some that we're working on rehab. So it's going to be a good day. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, going to be 80 and no better place to be than Southwest Michigan on an 80 degree day, you know? Yeah, I might even find somewhere to put my, my toes in the sand. Who knows? Yeah, there you go. All right. Today we are talking about SOS, where the bookings go. So the reason why I wanted to talk about this today was I did a poll in our Facebook group, which if you're not part of, head over to Facebook and join the Michigan Vacation Rentals Facebook group. There's about 6,800 members in there. I just posted like, hey, how's 20, the outlook of 2023 Are you expecting it to be a better year than 2022? Are you expecting it to be slightly down? Or where'd my bookings go? And surprisingly, number one was 2023 is looking better than 2022 for a lot of people. But the next biggest vote was, you know, we'll be down slightly from 2022. And then there was... I don't know, probably 10, 15 people that said, where'd my bookings go? And I also stumbled across another post in a Facebook group where they were just saying that their calendar is completely empty, like two bookings for all of summer. And yeah, you got to be nervous when that's, that's happening right now. So if that's you, we just wanted to kind of maybe put together a list of Hey, what can you do to potentially turn that around to get more bookings in over the summer and yeah, start bringing that money in? Yeah, this is a great, great topic. Super excited to engage in this one. Tony is an absolute wizard at playing with stuff and figuring out, you know, the best way to get ranked and to optimize listings and all kinds of stuff like that. So we're going to treat this one like a QA. and I'm going to ask Tony questions and he's going to give uh, a lot of the knowledge that he's acquired throughout the, the last several years engaging in the business. So Tony, what is the number one thing you can do to help to get ranked, you'd say? Well, the number one thing to help get ranked, I mean, the number one thing in general would be know your rankings. So I would, if you're not already using Rank Breeze, I highly recommend you go over to Rank Breeze. I'll throw a link in the comments. It will be an affiliate link. We don't make much at all on that. So if you want to use it, great. If not, just go over to rankbreeze.com. We use it and it's something that I check regularly. So plug that in, get signed up. I think you can do like a seven-day trial for 10 bucks. And what you're going to do is you're going to put your properties in there and it's going to tell you exactly where you rank in your area, you know, in terms of 
hey, are you ranked number five on page one or are you ranked 20 on page eight? So if you're all the way down on page eight and we've taken over some properties that were ranked on page eight, you're going to want to really start to make some changes just to try to get your rankings up so that more people can view you. I always say, think about it like Google. You're not going to page eight. You're not going to page 16. That means you're not really resonating. Some of the factors that Airbnb judges you on is pushing you down. So we gotta we gotta make some adjustments there to see if we can get bumped back up into uh, you know you want to be number one on page one. Yeah. So the goal is always to get on that first page for sure. So if you don't even know where you rank, you got a big problem. So that's a great first one. So as far as the number two would be just the visual and when they see you on page one. What are we looking for? Yeah, I mean, do a picture audit. Think about one, it'll be real easy to do a picture audit. If you did the pictures yourself and you're not a professional photographer, you need new pictures. The other thing is like, I think sometimes we, me included, can think we're good at something when we're not. So you might want a second opinion. You might want to, you know, reach out to me and Jordan. We'll be happy to give our input or even in the Michigan uh, Vacation Rentals Facebook group, ask people for feedback on your pictures. I was just looking at one the other day where someone was saying that they weren't getting a lot of bookings. And I mean, just the images in general, especially of the sleeping areas, they weren't great. And you want that to be a really inviting space and you want it to, to look really good. So are the pictures grainy? Are there things in the pictures that shouldn't be in the pictures? So yeah. Ask other people for feedback on your pictures. And if they're not professional, pay the 150, go to nextdoorphotos.com and schedule someone to do photos. We just had one done this week for 200 bucks. That included drone pictures, all that. So that's just something you have to do. And if you're not using professional photos, you're not putting your best foot forward. So you really don't know what the capability or how good your property can really do if you're not using professional photos. Yeah. And I would just add, there's a lot of people who are kind of amateur photographers that think they know what they're doing. There's other people I know have known in the past that they're really good at taking pictures of people or wedding photography or whatever it is. There is a specialty to capturing spaces and there's a, there's a way to go through it that is much different than taking pictures of people. So even if you think you're, you're good at taking photos, you're saving 200 bucks, bring in someone who that is all that they do. You want to find the special photographers that shoot buildings. And there, there's just a huge difference. So make the call for yeah. sure. So number three, we've got checking your ranking, doing the, the photos. What about design? How do, you, how do you check that to make sure that that's in line with what you're, you're looking at? And this kind of goes back with what I just said about photos. A lot of people think they're good at design, think that they got that special touch. You probably don't. You know, if you haven't been paid to do it for years and years and that's kind of in your wheelhouse, you probably don't have it, you know? So we know some, some good stagers and designers that would be happy to come do a consultation. And a lot of times it doesn't have to be a lot of money to just sometimes it can be a change of, uh, a comforter and some additional pillows and some flowers and some lamps and, and just certain things here and there throughout the house 
that can really bring it back to life. So yeah, I would, and, and that's about the same as photos, right? Spend the 200 bucks, get a consultation. We're working with someone right now that, I mean, they'll basically do the whole thing for us for such a good deal that it, it's silly for us to not leverage their, I think it's two ladies and they both have 10 plus years experience in design. We're silly not to, to leverage their expertise to help put our best foot forward on our properties. And again, you could yeah. leverage the Facebook group, get other people's feedback. They'll be, trust me, people in the Facebook group, they will be brutally honest with you. So if you're asking for feedback, be ready for some feedback. Don't be sensitive. Yeah. And I would also just add to that when, when Tony mentioned the professionals, the biggest mistake that I see people make, and this is just in general real estate, you know, if you're selling your house or we're, we're marketing a vacation rental, one of the biggest mistakes I see people make is they think that they're going to design it to their taste. Your taste doesn't matter when you're designing. We are designing these houses for other people's taste. And you want to design it in a way that is appealing to the masses in the broad spectrum of people who are going to be booking. So some people tend to, that are in it every day, tend to design to what they like. And that's not always what, what the public wants. So bringing in a professional is, is, a, is a big deal. So the next one to talk about is my personal favorite. We'll let Tony kick it off, but amenity audit. Yeah. So do an amenity audit. You can actually go into Airbnb, Verbo. And if you sign up for Rank Breeze, it'll actually help tell you what is kind of in high demand amenities in that area. But go over to Airbnb. They'll have all those amenities. How many of those are checked? If there's not a lot of those checked, you'll want to start filling in as much as you possibly can. You can do it relatively cheap. But let me tell you, if you don't have anything fun in your property, especially for like a summer stay, if there's nothing fun to do, you're going to be last in line to get booked. I mean, the only time it's like, I guess, okay for there to not be a whole lot to do is if you're trying to compete with hotels and just be a place for people to lay their head at night and wake up in the morning and go to work or something. If they're there for a few days and it's like just a super budget friendly property, it's okay not to have a lot of amenities. But if you want to be a destination, if you want to be somewhere that people want to have an experience and you don't have anything fun to do, and I don't even care if you have you know Lake Michigan right next to you, you need something fun to do in your property. So... Yeah, it could be a low barrier. So I just had a friend approach me a couple of weeks ago and just asked me for some feedback. He manages a problem on a nice little lake up north and he asked me for some feedback. And of the things that we've already talked about so far, the pictures that he did were pretty grainy. They weren't professional. The fire pit, they didn't have a lot of pictures of it. It was, wasn't super exciting to look at. They didn't have anything extra to do. They didn't have really good lake photos. So he's going to get some kayaks over there, which I thought was a great idea. You know, when you're looking at lakefront houses, I think a lot of owners just assume, hey, it's on the lake. People understand that you know they're going to be able to do the things that you do on a lake. But if you're trying to get $100 or $200 more than the competition and you're trying to be booked heavier, if I'm looking at it and it's a good idea to think about what you like and value, if I see a bunch of fun stuff to do at one property versus another and it's $100 or $200 more a night, I'm not unlikely to to take that into consideration and pay a little bit more because of the experience that I think 
I'm going to be able to provide for the group as I'm booking that. So yeah, that those amenities is a huge, huge thing to think about depending on what you think people are going to be doing when they come to the property. So next one, Tony, is the description. So what do we need to look at when we're talking about the listing description? Yeah. So there's a lot of good tools out there right now. And it'll kind of go back to what we talked about in the, the previous ones. If you wrote it yourself, you're not a writer, you're not a copywriter, you're not you know, everybody thinks they're probably good at writing and that it doesn't take much effort and all that. And you're just basically telling what the property is versus like compelling people through the words that you write to go ahead and book the property, pay somebody to do it or go over to chat GPT and ask them to write you a description for your vacation rental and give them some details. They'll help fill it in but they'll write it 10 times better than you will. More than likely, it won't be perfect. You'll have to edit it. You can also go over to jasper.ai. They have a really good program that can write a little more compelling copy for your properties. So invest money in your property description. Make it sound warm, inviting, compelling. It needs to be good copy to to really get people intrigued in the property and, and get them to book. And then the next one, all else fails. Oh, well, hold on. I, w- I want to add one more thing to that just because I think it's important when you're talking about the description. It's marketing and you're trying to sell the experience to people, but you also have to be very careful not to embellish or exaggerate the things that they're going to get. So if you are saying that this is private or you are saying anything that is specific that people come to expect it and they get there and there's a neighbor looking in the back window because it's so close, people are going to be very disappointed and you're going to get bad reviews. So while you want to market it well and have a very lovely description, you also have to be very brutally honest about what people can make sure not to overpromise based on trying to sell it. Be honest in the description and what people can expect. So otherwise you're going to get bad reviews. So I guess in addition to that, make sure you have a lot of information about extra things to do in the area. You really want to highlight proximity. We'll typically say, hey, it's 2.1 miles to here, 3.4 miles to here. Let people know how close you are to those really cool things. So make sure you include that as well. Okay. All else fails. You do all these, you invest another thousand dollars, couple thousand bucks, you know, depending on what kind of amenities you bring in and your property is still falling flat, the next thing you can try to do is convert it to a midterm rental. We've had extremely high demand for midterm rentals in the Southwest market, Southwest Michigan market. And I'm guessing more than likely because summer's coming up, people are taking their midterms off and moving them to short term. So you can always try going against the grain when everybody else is moving to short terms move to midterms and you'll probably be able to get more midterms during peak than you would midterms during off season. And, you know, it might take a lot less effort to do that. So we're actually, we just signed a midterm rental on this property. That is just like mind blowing how much we're actually going to be getting for a midterm rental on this property. So you just never know what you'll be able to get for it, but that's your, that's your next option. If you don't want to get rid of the property, 
and you want to try to make it work, the next thing you can do is try to do it a midterm. And obviously, if you bought it right and you kind of keep that long term as an option as well, you know, maybe it's time to just convert it to a, a long term rental and hopefully you still cash flow on that. And then, yeah, last but not least, you know, sometimes you got to throw in the towel, man. You tried, it didn't work. That's okay. We're coming off probably the two of the best travel years. It's still all the signs I'm seeing from, again, Marriott earnings, flight, like Delta and, and all that. I mean, there's a lot of travel going on right now. There's a lot more competition on Airbnb. But again, that's why you got to make sure you're putting your best foot forward. If you haven't touched your listing since the day you went live, yeah, you probably are going to fall down the rankings because it's not a set it you got to keep working on it. So if you tried that, you made the adjustments, it's still not working out. You're not getting the money you want, then you got to throw in the towel, call it a day, sell it. Somebody else, even though you're not interested in that property with that type of revenue, doesn't mean other people aren't. I'm still mind blown by some of the properties that people buy with as little revenue that it generates. I mean, I think, didn't what's that one in South Haven? We just seen three cabins. It was a great proximity, but I think it only made 110 grand or something. 1.2, it was a 1.2 million asking price. It's under contract. I don't know what it sold for, but I think actually, I think they were more like 90,000 if I remember correctly, but it was regardless, it was very low. I just got off the phone with a friend of mine that's uh, aware of one up in the um, Croton Hardy area that these people paid about a million dollars for, and it's probably going to do close to 90 to 100,000. So for us, those returns, I don't even think we could cover our cost on a million dollar mortgage. And I guess, again, everybody's different. If you're doing a 1031 exchange and it's cash and you're offsetting taxes, there's, there's a lot of different scenarios. But for our investment strategy, there is we would be hemorrhaging money if we had a million dollar property making $100,000 a year. I, I just can't even fathom how anybody thinks that that's a, a good investment, but people do and people do it all the time. So yeah, great point. The return that you would expect may be disappointing to you, but other people may have different motivations and different resources that it is appealing. And, and also if it's just a vacation home for somebody that wants a little bit of income, the disappointing number for you may be extremely appealing to them. So yeah, don't hesitate to cut loose, price it based on revenue projections that you've done and uh, see if you can find a buyer that, that that value aligns for. Shameless plug here. Jordan and myself are both licensed agents in the state of Michigan. So if you want to entertain the idea of selling your property and you want somebody to run some comps on that just to see what we'd go to market at, reach out to us, let us know. We'd be happy to sit down and uh, go over that with you. We did just sell one of our short-term rentals. If you caught that episode, we got more than, you know, Jordan was pretty nervous. He didn't, he wasn't a hundred percent confident we were going to be able to get that. I was a little uh, aggressive and thought we'd be able to get a little bit more, but we got exactly what we asked for. And we thought it was a bit of a stretch task for that much, but we got it. So yeah, reach out and be happy to help. I hope this helps you guys. Again, look for the, the Rank Breeze link in the, the show description. Get your seven-day trial. Check it out. I'm telling you, it gives you a lot of information. It's something I look at. If not daily, it's at least every other day just to make sure 
that we are where we want to be in terms of uh, rankings. So yeah, awesome. just put a, to put a bow on it too, like Tony said, we'd love to help you in purchasing, selling, whatever those needs are in regards to the real estate side of it. But regardless of which direction you go with, as far as that, that service, make sure that you're working with somebody who has experience, not just in real estate. This is so specific. This industry is so specific. You want somebody who, who has owned or managed vacation rentals that can guide you along to do this. There are so many things that you need to know. There's so many questions you need to ask. And in it, not just on the real estate side, on the lending, on the inspection, on the furnishing, on the contract side, as far as the, the builders go, got to have a team of professionals in your corner. Do not try to do this yourself. That's, yeah. the, that's the last Great work. Plug. Awesome. Take care, guys. Thanks for checking out today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you get a chance, please go over to your podcast player of choice. Leave us a review. We appreciate those that have already taken the time to do so. It just helps us get discovered by more people in that platform. And if you're not on the email list yet, go over to michigan.shorttermrentals.com. Get on the email list. You're going to see it right there on the homepage. And you're going to get four very valuable emails. One's going to be a list of 650 zip codes where we've already analyzed a address and have projected revenue for that address. So you can kind of filter those and see which one is has the best projections out of those 650 zip codes. And then you're going to get a furnishing calculator. So you'll get a number for how much does it cost to furnish a four bed, two bath with a hot tub and a ping pong table. And you can use that to really project out your return on investment there. And then also a property grading tool. So you're going to be able to plug in some information like yard size, number of neighbors, amenities, the cost of the property and the projected revenue. And it's going to kick you out a letter grade. So our properties are letter grade B. So if it's B or an A, it could be a good good property to pick up. If it's less than that, you might really want to think about, is it going to be a good property? And make sure you connect with Jordan Painter and Tony Stancato on LinkedIn. Send us a connection request there and we'll make sure we accept it. And we'll talk to you later.